Hello, and welcome back to Paranormal Stories and Spooky Shiz. I'm your host, Chappie, and in today's episode, we will be getting into the buying and selling and the overall business of haunted objects. With Facebook Marketplace, Etsy, and eBay now fully able to sell pretty much anything, uh, we look at some of the articles written about this business practice and the buying and selling of haunted objects. All right. With that teaser in mind, let's jump right into the articles. So as I peruse eBay, where they have, you know, I typed in psychic and paranormal items and just seeing what we get. We have... You know, haunted vessel doll, active child, spirited, playful, active chatterbox, authentic. (laughs) And a lot of stuff like this. It's mostly haunted dolls and haunted objects. Let's see if this one comes with a backstory. It does. Tanya was once a seven-year-old girl that loved to play outside. She had a high vocabulary and was extremely into art. She's extremely playful and a bit of a chatterbox. If you... If you talk, you will hear responses within. Tanya loves to be around kids, animals, and the outdoors. You can offer her paper, paint, crayons, and anything crafty. She enjoys cartoons and artwork. If you have any questions, feel free to question me. Per eBay policy, I must note that you are buying a tangible item and not a paranormal experience. Not everyone has a connection to the spirit world, but I am here to help. All right. Very cool. And yeah. So we see a lot of the same like this on eBay. Uh, Different items that are claimed to have everything from spirits of dead people to fairies to demons themselves. So now that we know that that's out there, I remember the first time I was on eBay, it was before Amazon was big. So eBay was the thing to get like a used Game Boy or, you know, the next coolest game or whatever. So I would get on there and every now and then my curiosity would get the best of me and I would type in something crazy like uh, haunted something. And I would see all of these dolls and rings and amulets on sale. And I would always be like, I wonder if, like, you almost know that you're getting tricked, but there's always that possibility of like, maybe this one's real. (laughs) And I was always too scared to peruse that section for too long. (laughs) I was always like, yep, I'm good and scared by these backstories. I'm good. (laughs) So with that being said, let's jump into some articles. We start over at hauntedwalk.com, the buying and selling haunted object. If you saw a haunted object listed for sale, would you run away screaming or immediately pull out your credit card and select your next day's shipping? If you chose the latter, you'll be happy to learn that there's a whole industry popping up online where people buy and sell supposedly haunted objects to curious purchasers. On the other hand, if you would rather run from haunted objects, you may find the existence of these web pages especially frightening. Purchasing haunted objects online has become so popular that many of the most well-known commerce sites like eBay and Etsy have specific pages and categories dedicated to paranormal items. Here, sellers list curious things that they've acquired, some purposefully, others accidentally. 
in the hopes of finding interested purchasers who are equally as curious. While these online venues are relatively new, exchanging haunted objects is an industry that dates back centuries. Long before the days of the internet, people sought out potentially haunted or cursed objects at local marketplaces or shops. Most cultures had their own versions of paranormal items that many believed to be connected to the spirit world. Good luck charms, potions for every imaginable ailment, Magic objects to conjure spirits, or even cursed items to gift to enemies were all common wares at marketplaces all over the world for thousands of years. Interest in Curious Object Grows In the Victorian era, interest in the occult grew substantially, and people were obsessed with finding curious objects of their own. At the same time, retail culture was growing, and specialty shops were popping up in booming industrialized cities. More people who were interested in the paranormal suddenly had more access to specialty shops. Haunted objects soon became a regular part of a store's offerings, right alongside the crystal balls and magic items. Around the same time, traveling fairs and festivals began crisscrossing the world. Common attractions included occult favorites like fortune tellers and mediums. During these fairs, the performers would often sell their tricks of the trade to curious spectators who wanted to try the objects for themselves. People brought home tarot cards and Ouija boards, but also managed to find supposedly cursed or haunted objects. While many of these items were probably a hoax, intended to conjure up fears to entertain a crowd, mysterious energies followed these fairs as they moved from place to place. By the late 20th century, Psychic fairs and festivals were popular again, and interest in the horror film genre pushed another generation into haunted object craze. Movies with haunted dolls or other objects encouraged fans to browse secondhand stores looking for weird items of their own. Some people claimed they have found haunted objects, and their stories were sometimes even transformed into horror movies. The draw to haunted objects and the desire to find the origins of their hauntings fueled the horror genre for decades. And then, internet commerce was born. Even in the early days of public internet, people were using the forum to spread stories of the paranormal. The horror genre was being fueled by new stories, as ordinary people had the opportunity to share personal encounters and find others with similar experiences. As the internet grew and commerce sites became household names, the haunted object industry suddenly exploded. eBay brings haunted shopping to the world. Starting in the early 2000s, numerous haunted objects started appearing on the growing website, eBay. Very famous stories, including a cursed painting that apparently came to life, and a box associated with demonic-like energies, took hold of the public imagination. As people contemplated buying these strange items, Fear sometimes overtook them. Visitors to these sites reported strange occurrences and unexplained sicknesses and eagerly shared tales as a form of caution to other curious seekers. As online experiences grew, the objects gained another layer of mystery and unexplained lore of haunted objects only spread further. As the internet grew and developed, more sites popped up, marketplaces, dedicated specifically to haunted objects, entered the scene. Other popular websites began dedicating entire branches of their business to haunted objects. 
but with the increased interest, the hoaxes also began to appear. Buyers were frequently unsure if sellers were genuine or if they were simply cashing in on a growing industry. Like many peddlers of magic before them, some savvy salespeople made a lot of money on overblown hoaxes. However, many buyers of haunted objects remained convinced that there are genuine paranormal objects being sold by legitimate people. There are countless stories of people who have purchased haunted objects only to have terrible things happen to them or their loved ones. There are others who were skeptical and found their perspective completely changed when odd things began to happen. But then there are some who didn't experience anything with their new haunted object, making them question if the spirit was attached to something else, or if the object was simply a hoax. The day we bought a haunted doll. We decided to buy a haunted doll in 2018. Listen to our Haunted Talks podcast episode, where we look through eBay listings and make our selection. Then watches Glenn uncomfortably unboxes our new paranormal treasure. If you want to find a haunted object of your own this Halloween, you don't have to look far. You can still visit those paranormal and occult stores, whether in your hometown or online. Haunted or cursed objects regularly turn up in antique and secondhand stores, whether marketed as paranormal or not. You can also turn to those classified ads in print or visual with people eager to get rid of their haunted items. Then there are those who are auctioning off truly exceptional objects to the highest bidder. However, you decide to go about your purchase. Finding a haunted object that matches you and your requirements is only a click away. We go now to the New York Times where they have an article called The Weird World of Haunted eBay, Purchase with Caution by Alicia DeSantis. An artist's obsession with listing for the curse doomed and otherwise unexplained. Buyer beware, warns the eBay listing for the haunted, vintage, antique, evil, active, possessed witch demon doll. So many things have happened when this doll is near, writes Selling Treasure 7. She must go. I cannot have her in my home any longer. The doll, which has been photographed atop a Ouija board, can be purchased for $99.99 plus $770 shipping. The Ouija board is not included. I just got obsessed, said the artist Eric Olanger, 31, speaking the night two years ago when he first came across a listing like this one. The item was described as a haunted box, and he immediately began searching for others. That night, he captured screenshots of more than 50 similar listings and have been looking for them ever since. Olinger describes himself as a collector of aesthetics, and his material is the ephemera of the world around us. For him, it is not the item on sale, but rather the listing itself which becomes the object. The listings are a way of containing a story and also telling a story, he said. The images here are taken from his collection. It shows a bunch of his screenshots. His previous work includes Craigslist Mirrors, a popular Tumblr site that has been published as a book in 2016. Seemingly simple in in conceit, it consists exclusively of screenshots of listings of people selling mirrors on Craigslist. The images are funny, poignant, and often unintentionally telling, revealing strange corners of people's lives. 
I appreciate the fact that these photos are being taken for the sole intent of selling an object, Olinger said. Once they are put into a new context, however, they can be appreciated as something aesthetic. By collecting the listings in this way, Olinger brings out patterns that may go otherwise unnoticed, and if so, only in passing. The haunted eBay listings include many ordinary objects, feathers, coins, pebbles, pieces of wood. Often they are said to be enchanted, for luck or for fortune, good or ill. You will be able to feel the vibrational energy from your coin. Must be a positive environment and attitude for it to work, advises one seller. Please note, this chip is for money luck only, not general good fortune, or finding love, which are different spells, warns another. Other items are said to have powers all their own. Hearing voices is really common. Sounds, faces appearing, Olinger said, but also misfortunes happen. A string of negative events happening in people's lives, like the object has cursed them. The claims are, of course, difficult to verify. The site's rules dictate that all listings must offer a physical item or tangible service. Many listings include disclaimers about the object's supernatural attributes. As required per eBay's policy on the sale of paranormal items, this is for the sale of a tangible item only. No promise of a spirit attached, writes one seller. Purchase with caution, writes another. Not recommended for children to play with. Still, such disclaimers do not entirely prevent instances of negative feedback from disappointed customers, which sellers sometimes address. They often reply and say you need to exist with it for a while before you start experiencing things, said Olinger. You didn't give it enough time. In this context, buyer beware serves as both a disclaimer and a potential selling point. As one listing put it, I do not take any responsibility for, if anything at all happens, blown fuses, divorce, etc. The item, a vintage teddy bear, sold for $560 after 46 bids. When asked if he was superstitious, Olinger said, I guess I believe in spirits. I want to at least hope that there's some magic in the world, some underlying thing we can't see. Still, he has never bought an actual haunted item. We go over to... Cosmopolitan, where they have an article, The Witches of eBay, Inside the Industry Selling Haunted Items Online, Would You Buy a Haunted Doll? by Daniela Scott. Rosie, Betty, and Tamara are all staring at me, earnest-eyed and questioning. With their tight curls and high-set eyebrows, they could be sisters. But the more you get to know the trio, the more the differences become clear, and their porcelain smooth skin. Rosie holds a positive energy. Betty gets bored and interferes with the electrics, and Tamara hates rain and thunderstorms. Oh, and she was murdered at a birthday party in 1977. In a strange little corner of the internet, the buying and selling of haunted items has become as normal as a trip to the corner store. One quick search and you'll find a bazaar of the paranormal on any website that has a marketplace platform. eBay has a whole section dedicated to metaphysical and new age products. A search for haunted on Etsy brought up over 30,000 results and Facebook is home to a huge number of groups dedicated to the sale of haunted objects, mainly dolls like Rosie, Betty, and Tamara. As a journalist with an itchy clicking fingers, I have stumbled 
upon some truly odd stuff on the internet in my time, from DMT cults to Bitcoin addiction rehabilitation groups. But as soon as I started reading the lengthy description of haunted dolls, I was hurtling down that rabbit hole faster than Dick Dix- David Dixon en route to the tan shop. Was this a strange mashup between the age-old world of the occult and our modern-day need to digitize everything in one click by? It may be Halloween season, but you can get your hauntings at any time of the year, provided your Wi-Fi is strong enough. I had to find out more. Who's selling them? Why are people buying them? And was the lifelong skeptic in me about to be bewitched into belief? You may have had a friend tell you your aura is a bit off, or seen someone down at the pub pull out a pack of tarot cards. You may have even been part of a booze-fueled conversation on the rise of the millennial witch, or attended a in-real-life ghost club. Yes, they exist. So you'd be forgiven for thinking there's been a rise in believing, or at least conversation surrounding it. But while the occult does seem to be having a moment, at least commercially, If you look at any history book or old-timey artwork, you'll see that witchcraft and the paranormal have been established institutions for decades. Since before DFS started their first sale, would you believe? The occult has always been there. It's just that now we've got our UV light whitened teeth into it. Which is why we're suddenly seeing it expertly repackaged on digital shopping sites and seamlessly threaded throughout our social media feeds, appropriately hashtagged and all. Yet surely, a haunted doll is a step too far. Or is this how it begins? First you buy a few crystals from Urban Outfitters, the next thing you know your shelves are lined with items inhabited by the dead from the 1600s. I start my research on an aptly misty Tuesday night. I trawled insatiably fascinated and a little creeped out by this industry opening up before me. From Charles, the clown doll with a nose the color of an angry sunburn and a mop of fluffy hair, who according to his description, likes to bang doors and shout from time to time, to Sylvia, an absolutely gorgeous, sexy, sultry, seductive, and very flirtatious spirit doll who needs to find someone to inspire, to motivate, to satisfy, and to bond with. On to baby-faced Polly, who could apparently change the temperature in a room and likes to stand behind you when your back is turned. The belief is that these dolls house the spirits of people who have passed away with unresolved issues or died in dramatic and tragic circumstances. The idea is that the soul finds their way to inanimate objects, and I am told the objects tend to be dolls because of their already human-esque appearance. I mean, you wouldn't rush to inhabit a can of sure, would you? The descriptions that go along with them are like tales from your favorite Netflix horror show. It's the digital invi- equivalent to sitting around a campfire with a torch under your chin. I click, 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 until eventually I realized I've been reading eBay listings like short stories for the best part of an hour. My eyes sting, but my imagination is revitalized. No wonder the bidding war for a haunted rabbit doll started at 199 euro. Stories are the ultimate sales technique, after all. But is this just that? A way to make a quick buck? Buy a dollar for a euro... from a charity shop, 
pretend it's haunted and mark up the price? Or could these things actually have spirits inside of them? I decide to seek out some experts. It's time to consult the witches. There's nothing to do with witchcraft. Christina Oakley Harrington, an academic and founder of a London-based esoteric bookshop, tells me. Her disbelief is palpable as she scrolls through the same listings I had just days earlier. I've never seen anything like this in my line of work, she says, telling me that there are traditions in certain languages used in the kind of witchcraft she practices, which she tells me is about studying and appreciating its history, dating back to the Middle Ages and before, and understanding the parlance used and the appropriate tools needed, such as plants, stones, crystals, and certain ingredients. This, she says, seems like people jumping onto the moment that witchcraft is having, capitalizing on the niche de jour to make some cash. And with prices for these items ranging anywhere from five to 5000 this certainly has to be the case for some sellers. This sentiment is echoed by Carla, a self-help, a self-help witch based just outside of New York, who tells me that, of course, some of these things will be scams. There are a lot of people jumping on the bandwagon at the moment, and there are a lot of charlatans out there who think people will believe anything, she explains. But this isn't to say that Carla refutes these items' credibility completely. Instead, she warns me off them from the exact power they may have. I prefer that people leave them alone. You shouldn't summon something that you can't banish. Baby witches get excited and want to create things and invite certain spirits and energies in, but they have no idea of the possible consequences. If something like this came my way, I would have to get help. This, Carla tells me, is not a game. And yet, you could be forgiven for mistaking it for just that. With corporations and brands embracing the witchy zeitgeist to shift product, in 2018, Sephora launched its 42 dollars starter witch kit which included crystals sage and tarot cards while goop introduced 76 euro medicine bag of crystals to the market and u.s brand fourth ray beauty released 150 dollar ritual box of skincare products accompanied by sage and crystals marketers called this movement in retail mysticor but when you see it on facebook marketplace as a pixelated photo of a 10 dollar doll on someone's ratty leather sofa. We call it a scam. Is it because it doesn't come in a nice box? For someone hunting for answers, I seem to be asking an awful lot of unanswerable questions. All of the witches and spiritual experts I spoke to have different opinions on the bizarre but booming industry, and they all define and believe in different idea of witchcraft and sp- spirituality. There's no AQA exam board, no DVLA test, no rule marker. I am, if anything, more confused. And as a chronic rule follower, I am also slightly adrift in the worldwide wild west. It turns out that magic, witchcraft, and the paranormal is a very broad church full of varying beliefs, which, although a lovely, inclusive aspect of the community, is a slight roadblock in my journey to cold hard facts. Surely, The buyers and sellers, the people pumping money into the ad hauntings to basket, would have more answers. Every one of the newfound friends in the Haunted Doll Adoption Facebook group 
assured me that the doll picks you, not the other way around. It took me a while to get buyers to talk to me. I wrote polite messages littered with desperate explanation part, exclamation marks, and I even used a GIF at one point, but was met with silence. I finally understand what it is to be my mom on Facebook. Eventually, I get through to this group, and they're beyond chatty. My phone buzzes all night as I finally get the affirmation with no amount of Instagram likes will get you. I am inundated with stories of earnest people whose common goal seems to be help the spirits trapped in these items to give them a safe space to stay where they aren't exploited or harassed, to help the spirits communicate and help others, because I hope I can help them find rest and light, and so on it goes. In the same way that these people are eager to help me with my story, they're eager to help these spirits find homes, escape judgment, and live happily. Something the sellers must surely know as they write their lengthy descriptions detailing the fragile and vulnerable personalities housed within the dolls. Like, Juliet is caring and excited about her new home. Charlotte was very lost growing up. Julie needs someone to work with her. She needs help to work through issues about the way she died. Assigning sentiments like this to someone with a face makes it hard to not to anthropomorphize them. I mean, we all cried at Toy Story, right? I'm reminded of a thing that Carla said earlier in our conversation. Don't underestimate the power of good copy. Finally, after telling them off, or after a tell-off from eBay, turns out there's a maximum number of messages you can send in a day, and multiple stone-cold pyings on Facebook Messenger, two sellers agreed to speak with me. The first, a pair of sisters in the UK, the other, a woman based in the US. Whether it's playing on a person's desire to help or not depends on the person reading the description of the doll, the sisters tell me. If you have a negative mindset towards this, then you will see it like that. But maybe the doll does need help. Meanwhile, the other seller doesn't even entertain the notion. To her, if this is real, then there's simply no trick being played. I rarely sell anything for more than 20 to 30 euro, but that's fine by me, she says. I know people say it's for money, but it's the rehoming I enjoy. Same as the buyers. Some people buy them for company, and mostly it's just folks who are interested in the paranormal. And yet, money is being made. Although the American seller assures me hers goes straight to charity, while the sisters tell me a portion of their profit goes to charity, the rest goes on travel and board for when people, when we visit people who need help with a haunting. We never charge for removing an entity. In many Facebook groups I joined, I started to notice the odd complaint from users warning others about bogus products. One post reads, I'm sick of people in this group, not going to name names, selling haunted dolls for money. While another warns the group about a particular person saying her items are fake and posting screenshots of conversations she's had with them, even hauntings having receipts then. When I ask the sellers about bad reviews, they both refer me to their eBay feedback, which sits at 100% and 99.5% respectively. On the internet, seeing a big red 100% approval stamped on anything instantly impresses me. That's the kind of low-threshold, unwarranted approval that comes from failing three consecutive driving tests, and I'm bolstered. This many people can't be wrong, right? 
Then I remember the people in online groups were also responsible for planking. The Kylie Jenner lip challenges and phrases YOLO. And I remember myself that herd mentality thrives on the internet. The haunted items market is like having a permanent Instagram filter on the world. Reality is immaterial. If you think it works, and I think it works, then by pure faith alone, it works. And empirical evidence is redundant. We also have to be mindful of confirmation bias, which essentially means that we see what we want to see. We go through life looking to confirm the things that match up with our values. So with skepticism firmly entrenched in my mindset, I will probably never fully understand the hauntings of eBay, no matter how desperately I want to. I think back to a time as a child when I smashed my sister's plastic horse toy, ironically named Champion, and when confronted about it by my mom, I told her that my Cruella de Vil doll had done it. If I believe that to my core, could I make it so? All right, continuing on that same article. It's time I decide to put my money where my mouth is. I've got to buy a doll and see if I feel something. I trawl for a few minutes and come across one named Judy, who looks a bit like my sister, so she catches my eye. The description says she needs to be loved and likes to entertain people, and the gobshite in me identifies. I start entering my credit card details, then something begins to happen. My palms sweat, and her pale green eyes seem to search mine, boring a hole into my psyche, and I wonder, can she see me? But it's only when I stop the purchase and realize. It isn't the doll that's got me under my skin. I'm just inherently unnerved by the idea of dropping 80 euro on something I can't eat or read and that won't look nice on my IKEA Billy bookcase. Maybe that's a belief system of sorts. All right, very cool. That's the end of the article. All right. So hopping back over to eBay. Let's see here. Oh my gosh. There's haunted objects that help with spirit, communication and depression and taking your pain away. All right, let's read this description. Haunted gin vase, demonic, dark and evil, boo-boo, gin seen by children. Here is a truly frightening piece from our collection. We obtained this vase through a strange set of circumstances and have now decided it was time to let it go. We are pleased to offer one of the only gin pieces we have. We are always searching for such items, but they are even more difficult to get in our part of the world. We are glad to get the item, and we had it in our collection for a bit, and we are able to test the paranormal that was on this item. Yes, we believe 100% that this is legit genie, but not just a spirit or ghost. It's something more. It is a sly entity and will totally deceive you if you let it. 
We believe also that this could be a huge magical tool if it was used for those purposes. We do not recommend that, however, with our length of research into this gen and the communication we have had, it chooses who it wants to speak with, tell secrets to, share unknown knowledge with. It was not so kind Jen to us, but it loved to torment children and scared the hell out of a few that we witnessed. They described it as a shadow-like, but made us watch who was allowed nearer the item. We have had a number of strange occurrences that we know came from this, including a ports, things from nowhere, items popping up from another time and space, as well as gravely, gravelly voice adults. Adults haven't had any visual encounters, but kids seem to often. We are genuinely afraid of this item because of the relatively unknown world of the djinn. We do not understand these types of entities enough, and we hope that the next owner will be more knowledgeable or experienced. We always give our warning. Please be aware that you are inviting these beings that are real into your life and home and need our advice and take precautions. Right? We do not promote any religious beliefs or practices. This is a personal thing. We can only give you some opinions and our thoughts. If you have any questions or concerns, do not hesitate in messaging, for we are always glad to assist our customers and clients with anything we can. All right. Very cool. I just did an episode on gin, so it kind of fits. Kind of cool. Ooh, I know eventually we're going to have to tell this story. But right now, I see on eBay there is a Wiccan Dybbuk box. I know this has got a story. This box is unique as it was owned originally by the practitioner of the Wiccan faith. It is completely unknown what is contained inside the box, but the box is tilted. Whatever is inside sounds heavy. The box is quiet, and I've tried, I have not tried EMF readings for any activity. Nothing out of the ordinary occurred since the box has been displayed. The box material resembles alligator pattern. It is shades of brown. The top of the box contains feathers, shells, dried leaves, or herbs, and something resembling a flower. Strands of string run horizontally along the top of the box and appear to continue down the side. One one side does have a strand of string not encased in wax. A gray ornament with three holes is also on top with feathers. One hole contains two objects that resemble odd-shaped dice. One has three etchings, the other five. Right, the front lock is encased in wax. Contains etched writing and a five-pointed star, the queen of something being something. The other words could possibly be deciphered, but I never tried. I only wanted the box because it was intriguing and thought it would be ornamental decoration. Some Dybbuk boxes can be dangerous and cause paranormal activity. There is no guarantee this item falls under either of those conditions, but I do recommend the box remain sealed, especially the nature of the owner. Earlier this year, a friend of mine coaxed me to join her in a Bible study. As months passed, I discovered having an item such as this is against scripture. 
The delicate decoration on top of the box will be carefully wrapped to avoid damage. We know that dried flowers leaves are subject to breakage and cannot be avoided. Returns will not be accepted. Alright, I was expecting more of a scary story on that one. Wow, this one says they opened it and touched everything. <laughs> that sounds not smart in the realm of Dybbuk boxes. Alright, let's see. Maybe this one will have a good description. Must be 18 or up to purchase. Warning, purchase at your own risk. As you may notice, the price of this Dybbuk box is much higher than other Dybbuk boxes advertised. It's going for like $1,000. The reason is, no other Dybbuk box like this one. You need to have very strong willpower. This is not for someone who is weak will or thinking this is a toy. This item is not a toy. It contains a powerful gin. This Dybbuk box contains a very powerful gin. Activation instructions are included. I bought this item in 2010 on eBay. The date and year I purchased this item is on the activation instructions. I can no longer have this item in my house. I keep it in an outside storage until I can find a new home for it. I made the mistake of thinking this item was a joke. I was seriously wrong. This Dybbuk box can cause, can and may cause obsession and possession. Beware. Be aware that the power you feel after activating this item can be addicting. Please note, you are purchasing a spirited item, and the wide range of paranormal activity may occur. With that being said, this is not a toy, and spirit must be treated with respect. No refunds or returns. All sales are final. Alright. Very cool. So let's hop into some more articles. Alright, we go over to Topic.com, where we see For Sale, Haunted Shoes, Very Cursed. Haunted teddy bears, eyeglasses, dolls, and teacups are big business on eBay, so we bought some. Words by Rahan Harmansi. The cardboard box was about 3 feet long by 4 feet wide, and sealed in it at least 3 layers of packing tape. It was too big to take onto the subway, so I called a car. The driver helped me load the box into the trunk, and on the hour-long ride home, we made conversation about the MTA and rent in New York City. It was all very pleasant and normal, but every pause made me nervous. I wanted to tell him there were six cursed objects in the vehicle. eBay has a range of cursed, haunted, or just downright spooky objects for sale. As a part of my job at Topic, I purchased a range of items to photograph that have been labeled haunted. Using that label has turned out to be a weirdly successful way to sell old dolls or shoes or mirrors or a spirit bra. The company forces sellers to label their haunted goods as entertainment, lest someone actually feel ripped off by the lack of an awful occurrence that follow purchasing of a clown mask. What is the appeal of owning cursed items? If history has taught us anything, it's that the legend of a haunted thing is good for business. It's been good for the cursed Hope Diamond, which is said to bring death and heartache to whoever possesses it. I like to pretend the thing brings good luck, an American buyer of the diamond once stated. It was good for an otherwise unremarkable 1972 painting called 
the hands that resist him, or the hands resist him, which sold for more than a thousand dollars after someone claimed to see the painting figures move. It's certainly been good for fictional stories about the curse of the pharaohs, the idea that people who upset ancient Egyptian tombs will someday face deadly consequences. The Mummy franchise is now its own two dozenth film since 1932. The box is still sitting in my house, its contents spilling out. So far, nothing good has happened. It is 2018, after all, but nothing catastrophic has happened either. It did take the haunted teacup. I did take the haunted teacup to upstate New York, then dreamed my room was inhabited by Slimer-style ghosts. The best outcome, of course, would be if I ignored all the warnings given in the listings quoted below and passed on these goods to the next cure curious ebay buyer our fascination with the spirit world seems to have no no price from listing all right this looks like a haunted child spirit doll from the listing we moved into our 1920s house a couple years ago a while ago i stumbled upon an old trunk in our basement that had been converted into a toy box since then, the following has happened. My son's toys go off randomly without anyone there to touch them. My eldest son has nightmares every night and has woken up thinking he has heard someone walking around his room. My front door has swung wide open with no one there. I have heard laughing and someone coughing when I've been home alone. My five-year-old son is now afraid to sleep in his room alone and must have a light on. He also talks about an old man and his mother that live in our basement. You can hear what sounds like footsteps sometimes coming from the above attic. Our remote and toy batteries drain down unusually fast. I'm not responsible for anything that may or may not happen when in possession of this doll. The winning bid, $57.50. Haunted Antique China, three pieces from the listing. All three pieces were found wrapped in a wad of old newspaper under the porch of a house dating back from around 1910, the bundle was buried under a thin layer of dirt and damp, decayed leaves that must have blown under the porch for decades. The homeowner set the china on the windowsill and promptly forgot about them. One afternoon, an elderly neighbor was passing by and she noticed the pieces of china in the windowsill. She seemed suddenly disturbed by their presence and asked where he got them. After some questioning, she admitted they looked very similar in pattern to a set once owned by another neighbor. Mrs. Dillon, whose husband beat her. One day he turned up dead. Mrs. Dillon became reclusive and then suddenly moved away with no notice to her former friends. The homeowner thought no more of it until the next morning when he found the creamer and two cups on his kitchen table and could not remember bringing them in the house. He quickly put all three pieces in a shoebox. He put the box on the porch and he made a phone call to a friend who had an interest in the paranormal. After relating the story and getting some suggestions, the box was picked up and delivered to us. I can personally attest that in time, I have wiped them off and taken photos, and there were no less than three dips in electrical power that caused the lights to dim briefly. Winning bid, $45. Haunted watch, stuck at 11.29 p.m. 
The person I received this watch from informed me that Julie owned this watch when she was 24 years old. She set the watch on her nightstand before she set off to jog, and she never returned home. Sadly, she was abducted and killed by a crazy person around 11.29 p.m. that same time. The watch stopped working on her nightstand. I took this watch to my medium friend, and she confirms that Julie revisits the watch time to time. That would explain the unexpected temperature drop I get when I hold this watch. I felt goosebumps in 80-degree weather. Watch is not working. Watch is used. Please read this disclaimer before you buy this item. I cannot guarantee the same experience I had, and I'm not responsible for the experiences you have with this item. This disclaimer is for my protection as well as the buyer protection. eBay prohibits the sale of intangible items. It's also their policy for me to state this disclaimer. I am selling this item as is. Nothing intangible. Just a watch. Winning bid, $17.50. Haunted Dybbuk Box. If you are not experienced in the paranormal, then look to buy elsewhere. I'm not looking to sell to people who have no business getting involved in something they know nothing about. Not trying to sound harsh, just a warning. Here is another Dybbuk box, which I bought from an elderly man in South Carolina. I have been keeping these in the crawl space of my house, mostly because that's just how large my collection has grown. Many of these have burns on them, and some of them seem to have something inside. But as I have often stated, I never ever open them. Since keeping them in the crawl space, I've heard what sounds like something moving quickly under my house. I hear it at 3 a.m. on the dot, every other night, like clockwork. Also, when I check on them, there is a cool, heavy air surrounding them, even in July. And my dog often growls at the crawl space when she passes. And less often, but still odd, I hear a knocking and children's whispers coming from down there, which is alarming. Buy at your own risk, and again, do not open the box. I cannot stress this enough. I am not responsible for its misuse. Winning bid, $39.99. Haunted Vintage Teddy Bear. From the listing, My grandmother went to an antique store in San Diego where she was a teen when she was a teen and saw this creepy looking old teddy bear. She told me that when she took Joey home, she started to have nightmares. Joey would be sitting on her desk in one direction, but when she woke up, he would be looking a different way. Sometimes when she would leave her room, she would come back to one of his arms up in the air. She never mentioned this to her mother and father, thinking they would give or throw her bear away. For some reason, she never wanted to give Joey up. For my grandmother's 90th birthday, she wanted to make some of her items, including she wanted me to take some of her items, including Joey. After I put him in my room, I started having bad nightmares. I would get up and feel like someone or something was looking at me. Joey's head would move from one direction to another, along with his arms. My kids started crying and begging me to get rid of Joey. I put Joey in the garage and stuff. Would be moved around or fall. I can no longer have Joey in my house and anywhere near my kids. He's looking for a new home, so hopefully it's yours. Winning bid, $179.99. Wow. Haunted Shelf and Mirror with Candle Holder. Purchased at an estate sale in Kanab, Utah, I'm not sure as to how haunted and I'm skeptical. However, my wife is a believer and apparently it freaks her out. 
She won't let me keep it in the house, let alone hang it up. Winning bid, $50. Haunted antique eyeglasses with case. Very old eyeglasses with case from Cursed Haunted House in Suffolk, Virginia. Eyeglasses are in the pince type that sit on the nose and have a thin cord strap. These things have EMP readings and have a very bad feel about them, possibly cursed or haunted, selling for entertainment purposes only. Winning bid, $25. Haunted patent leather shoes, dress shoes. I found these shoes at a local thrift store. When I got home, I noticed these wooden straps or wooden strays that have been engraved with a name, so I looked it up on the internet. The first entry that came up was a gentleman's obituary. I scrolled down a little and found some articles about his life, and then an entry where he had been reported missing. His body was found about a month later. As soon as I was finished reading the last article, my computer shut itself down. Okay, that's a little weird, I thought. That night, as I was sleeping, I was awoken by a huge crash in my kitchen. A huge blackboard on one of the kitchen walls had fallen down. The next day, my son told me that all the electricity went out in his room for a few minutes, but the rest of the house was fine. I have two Blessed Mother statues and a Jesus statue on one of my dressers in my bedroom. Once, I happened to look up, and the two Marys were turned around looking at Jesus. I definitely did not move them that way. When I was getting ready to list the shoes, I decided I needed a drink before I started and went down to the refrigerator to get one. I opened the door and something that had been set on the top of the refrigerator fell off, but I caught it with my left hand before it hit me. It was never so close to the edge before. I was not very coordinated, so it was a miracle in itself that I caught it. If you buy these shoes and would like the articles that I found, let me know and I will mail them along with the shoes. If you want to wear the shoes, the size is nine and a half. Winning bid, $125.08. Wow. Very cool items and story. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, let's get back at it and go over to an article by adlister.co.uk, the most haunted items ever sold on eBay. Ah, eBay, the perfect place to pick up unexpected items. You might get a beloved household knickknack, a rare collector's item, or a curse. Here are shocking stories of the most haunted items ever sold on eBay. Number 10, The Anguished Man. The second you look into this portrait's ghastly face, it's not surprising people think it's haunted. A demonic visage with its eyes inky black and its mouth unnaturally wide open. It looks as if it's about to suck the soul of any unfortunate person who spends too long looking directly at its gaping maw. Described as a horrific paranormal portrait by the original owner, they claim to have experienced supernatural events while having it in their house, including footsteps and bird songs coming out of nowhere. 
and even doors opening and closing by themselves. But is there any truth to these terrifying claims? Well, that's the rub with buying haunted objects on eBay. There's no way to know. The auction site allows for anything to be sold that doesn't violate the rules. And all you have to do is go on is the owner's promises or warnings. For the person who eventually bought this terrifying portrait, they may have found out the hard way, or they may have had a very awkward conversation piece and nothing more. Or maybe they thought it was a perfect revenge for that aunt who got them socks every birthday when they were a kid. It's one of the least frightening, but maybe one of the least sanitary items posted on eBay. A single used bra, white and kind of ratty, designed for a woman with a 32A bust, but it's also packaging some major spirit power, or so claims Tanya Rose, the woman selling it. This isn't a second-hand bra, it's a third-hand bra, because the listing claims it belonged to a deceased woman, one who lived a life with a lot of amorous adventures and partying before she met an untimely end. So why would anyone want to use her undergarments? Because according to the seller, she never quite left. Her spirit is still hanging around in the bra, and anyone who wears it will inherit her success in the romantic world. Getting ready for a big increase in the number of admirers and gifts, but it may not, it may not have wound up with a woman, because it supposedly has another ability. If someone placing, places it by a lit white candle, the spirit of the woman will appear, and when placed by a red candle, she'll grant the owner an erotic encounter with the spirit world. Terrifying and erotic claims. But another cursed piece of attire may make it even harder to sleep. Tapping from beyond. A simple pair of tap shoes made from black leather one adorned by a fancy red bow, they looked just as if they could be slipped on for a tap recital. But they were last used a very long time ago. A little girl named Lisa, who loved to dance, put them on one last time, and at some point met an untimely end. There they sat, in an old nursery closet, until they were dug up during an estate sale alongside a collection of old clothing and toys. Perhaps they could be put to use again all this time later, but Lisa's spirit may have other ideas. The seller, Haunted Hearts, posted that they experienced disturbing things while cleaning out their late aunt's house. There was mysterious knocking sounds coming from inside the closet, almost if, as if the shoes were tapping by themselves. Not only that, but the house they found were found in had a disturbing history of murder and rumors of ghosts, including that a nine-year-old girl who died of an illness. Was this the unfortunate Lisa? Or if so... Would she finally be put to rest, or follow her shoes to her new home? Someone found out. It wasn't the only household object that seems to function on its own. The Thirsty Donkey Coming through an old person's estate sale will often turn up a few quirky items, but few odder than this one. A decorative drinking jug held in a miniature cart pulled by a porcelain donkey. The poster, Griffey 911 NY, has known about this item since he was a child. It was always on display in his grandmother's house. She was always kept it full of water. But after she passed away, he was taking care of her estate, and he bumped it into it one day, and it became clear something was very wrong. How was the donkey's jug filled with water when there was no one to fill it? He thought it may have been left over and ignored it, 
but over time it seemed to happen repeatedly. The level of water didn't stay the same. It seemed to increase spontaneously. While his grandmother may have been willing to keep the mysterious object around her home, the seller eventually decided he had to get rid of it and put it up for auction. For someone who wants a constant supply of water around the house, it may be a good investment if its abilities prove true, but the superstitious may think twice before taking a swig. The next item may be a bit more high maintenance. The gin mask. It looks like an exotic curio to keep in the house, a curious looking metal mask that resembles a monkey, but the seller has a fantastic story to tell. They claim to have visited Thailand and watched a supernatural battle as a witch used spells to bind the spirit of a djinn to the mask, trapping it. The mask became packed with supernatural powers, and anyone who owned it would reap the rewards. Not only would the djinn mask supposedly fend off vampires, but it would bring great riches to anyone who treated it well. But treating it well involves a bit of work. Most Hanuman objects, you just put them in your house and things get weird. But for this mask, expect the household food budget to go up. The gin requires regular offerings of food and drink, as well as expecting the owner to mediate in front of it, for, or meditate in front of it for 20 minutes three times a day. And if you own the mask and don't do these things, well, you've just angered an ancient spirit bound to a cursed mask. Nothing bad will happen, I'm sure. Just keep an eye out on those food offering plates to see if they start disappearing. But no haunted object is more assuming than the next one. A plain Ziploc bag. Wow. It's not often that a haunted object comes in packs of three, six, or nine, but that's exactly what Rusty Raccoon is offering on eBay. Packs of Ziploc bags that just may transport your leftovers to another dimension. The listing claims that these bags have mystical powers of reversing time. You simply place your leftovers or snack food inside, and not only will the bag keep them fresh indefinitely, but it will turn back time. Supposedly, if you put in stale or spoiled food and take it out, it'll be fresh again. True or not, only one way to find out, and it may involve indigestion. But these bag claims to have more and more shocking power. Their abilities extend beyond food, and haunted Ziploc bag may even be able to heal people. So how do you get a person inside a plastic bag? You don't. But if you get a hold of a lock of their hair and place it inside, they may be healed through the power of another dimension. Bold claims, and this is the rare enchanted eBay artifact that doesn't claim to hold a dangerous spirit. And for one thing's for sure, with a starting price of $25, the seller was getting supernaturally good profit margins. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the Endlessly Smelling Photographed. It looks like a memento from an old family album, an ancient browned photograph of a sharp-dressed gentleman who has long passed from the world, supposedly from the Victorian era, and containing a picture of a man called Martin. It was found like so many of these objects were, in a dusty old attic. The owner was impressed by this photograph, and frequently brought it out to show off to guests. But as time went on, it became clear something didn't seem quite right, or rather, Something didn't smell quite right. The photo album always seemed to have an odd smell around it. Could it be lingering scents from the time it was used that had been stored there after it was sealed away? The only problem with that theory is that scents weren't always the same. 
Sometimes it was the lovely scent of roses. Other times it smelled like someone was smoking. Other times it was a sharp smell of firewood. It was worrying enough that the owner supposedly contacted the spirit within a Ouija board. While the ghosts didn't seem hostile, paranormal activity around the home reportedly increased, and that was enough for them to get it out of their house and into the hands of a collector. Asylum Knobs There are few locations filled with more dark energy than old-fashioned asylums. They were full of insane, sometimes violent people, who were the victims as often as they were the danger. It was common for patients to be subjected to violent treatment, including beatings, solitary confinement, electroshock therapy, and lobotomies. Unexpected deaths of patients were common, and the bodies were usually buried right on site. It's not a surprise that abandoned asylums are one of the most common sites for ghost sightings. And why would someone bring that home? The gates of the asylum were literally the doors to horror, but someone decided that the perfect memento from one of those asylums would be to take the knobs from the doors. It's just a pair of knobs, right? Well, the seller hadn't claimed any supernatural events happening after they took the knobs home, but they did say that the asylum itself was home to strange lights and noises, despite there being no one there. So for anyone who wants to bring the doorknobs from an abandoned asylum home, good luck. It started in 2003 when a writer, Kevin Manis, auctioned an old wine cabinet on eBay. He claimed that it had been owned by a Holocaust survivor, and ever since he possessed it, he had been haunted. It was sold and several other owners reported increasingly terrifying phenomena. The claim was that these boxes contained sealed spirits that, when opened, would terrorize the people in the house until they were sealed up again by a religious ritual. It became one of the most well-investigated supernatural incidents in paranormal history, so naturally it turned out there was more than one. If you go on eBay, you'll find a whole host of people claiming to be selling authentic Dybbuk boxes. They warn of mischievous spirits and haunting origins and disturbing dreams. While most people wouldn't want these boxes anywhere near their homes, fans of the supernatural want to find out for themselves. In many cases, they'll get an empty box mislabeled as a Dybbuk box to lure in suckers. But maybe once in a while, they'll find something more. And there's no shortage of people looking to find out the truth. Number one, so many haunted dolls. The one in the picture I think I've even seen <laughs> on eBay. It all started with Annabelle, the supposedly haunted, supposedly haunted doll kept by the Warrens at their Museum of the Paranormal. While the supernaturally murderous doll is safe lo safely locked up, her existence kick-started a wave of interest in creepy old dolls of every type. And it's impossible to spend a few minutes on eBay without finding a listing of someone claiming their old porcelain or rag doll is actually cursed. And whatever your tastes are, there's a haunted doll for you. Among the oddest selection are the Star Wars Stormtrooper that will make people hallucinate house fires, and a bride and a groom doll whose faces glow a supernatural red, an old-fashioned clown doll that supposedly moves around on its own at night, and a cartoonish ape man called the Grunt a popular 80s toy that reportedly doesn't need batteries anymore. And we can't forget all the voodoo dolls out there. For many Haunted Dolls fans, the question is, why stop at one? After all, what could go wrong with hundreds of Haunted Dolls in the same house, right? Let's go over to Etsy, where they have a marketplace. 
So we just type in haunted items and we have 2000 plus results. Some of these do look creepy. There's an all seeing lemon. <laughs> this is a lemon with a prosthetic eye in it. Look really creepy. But anyway, let's look at this haunted Dybbuk box. See if they have a good description. Box recovered from an empty house in Alsace. Never open, but heavy and makes noise so filled. Burned in places, held by a rope and wax seal with occult writings. Locked, but the key is bound on the rope. EMF and medium reacts. I collect and resell. This is a pair of uh, Reserve the Darling Duo Haunted Bears. The duo of bears are hard for me to part with, however, because of how intense they are energetically. They have agreed to be rehomed where they can get more attention. The two bears have children's spirits attached. How many is still unknown? But I've been able to hear at least three distinct children's voices over a while. I've heard them ask for milk. These guys love the K2 meter. If I could figure out how to post a video clip of them messing with it. I would, but I'm not too tech savvy. Anyway, the bears came to me along with a few other paranormal objects. However, with my increasingly growing collection of haunted items, I'm having trouble finding room for all of them. And some of them aren't getting the attention they deserve. I don't know much about children attached, but I will tell you this. These guys are more are some of the most active items I've ever come across. And frankly, they're so active that I have to keep them in a separate room so just so I can sleep. They don't seem to be dangerous or harmful from what I've experienced, just very active. They'll cause orbs, they'll move on their own. I hear footsteps and creaks coming from where they are, and sometimes I feel as if I'm being watched. I think the spirits are very curious. Because of their activity level, however, I must say these do not these are not for the beginner or someone dabbling in the paranormal. They need a permanent, committed, possibly experienced keeper. I do not usually accept returns, but if a return is requested, I will do so, but only a partial refund, and you will be responsible for carefully shipping them back to me. They have been requested they have requested being rehomed together. Their vessels are two antique bears from around the 60s. They are a little shabby and worn. One has only one eye, and the other doesn't have any. Other than that, they are in good condition. If you feel drawn to them, please consider adopting them. While I am a witch, take my, very, my craft very seriously and have personally had experiences with this item, I cannot guarantee supernatural activity, as I am selling a tangible item. Any supernatural activity is a bonus. Please remember that magical workings are not a replacement for professional medical care. Remember, in order for magic to work the best, you have to put effort into it as well, such as meditation, actively making positive changes in your life, and believing in the item and yourself. This allows your energy to merge with that of the enchanted item. The more you work with this item, the more prevalent its effects will be. The same is true for the spirit activity. By buying this item, you understand I am not to be held responsible for any paranormal activity that may or may not occur. Paranormal activity is not guaranteed. Haunted Doll, this is all on Etsy. Percy Little Boy UK. This is Percy. Percy is a child spirit, age 7, who passed away from a sudden illness. We believe he, he was alive in the 80s, and he was a sweet, loving boy. I've communicated with him using Ouija. 
rods, and pendulum, and given him a reading. He responds best to pendulum, but as a child spirit, it's best to keep questions simple, and also to avoid the topic of his death, as we sense an uneasy energy from him when querying him about this. Percy's readings reveal that he loves football and often spends his free time playing with his friends. He was happy and energetic child. He tells me that he was very close to his family and misses them dearly. Percy is looking for a new home and a loving keeper who can welcome him and make him feel like he belongs. He is a curious spirit and would love to explore his new surroundings. He is safe in home with children and pets. He loves being around other spirits. He has been known to show orbs but is best at lighting up trigger balls. Perhaps this is him trying to play football again, beyond the grave. As a child spirit, he needs to be treated with love and care. We would like to be, he would like to be welcomed into your home with a lit candle and offering of your choice. He loves football and would appreciate a small football toy or ornament to be placed near him. He's a sweet, loving child spirit who will bring joy and happiness to your home. Right, and then it also says, We firmly believe that a spirit will choose its keeper, and if you feel inexplicably drawn to a certain vessel, it is a sign you have been chosen. Da da da. Please respect any child which, or when, any spirit which you welcome into your home. Spirit activity can be sporadic, and we therefore cannot be held responsible if you experience excessive or perhaps disturbing activity, or no activity at all. We are required to say this is a tangible item. All right, so now we go over to Vox.com, where there's an article inside the haunted doll markets of eBay and Etsy. Haunted doll sellers and collectors say buyers should beware by Sabrina Mado. 30 years ago, the world was introduced to a 29-inch tall doll in overalls named Chucky. With eyes bluer than a White Walker's, hair more fiery than Ed Sheeran's, and a smattering of freckles a la Emma Stone, he looked like the perfect childhood buddy. Unfortunately, Chucky, the tiny antagonist of the 1988 movie Child's Play, was possessed by a serial killer with a knack for slaughtering people with butcher knives yo-yo strings, and anything else he could find around the house. Today, almost everyone knows that if a wild-eyed doll asks, want to play, the only acceptable response is to run as fast and as far as you can. I know I would. Then there are people like Kevin Kane, a paranormal investigator in Alabama, who owns hundreds of haunted dolls and other items. I lost count a long time ago, he says. While Kane may be an especially prolific collector, he's far from the only one. In fact, there's a thriving marketplace for haunted dolls on the internet. According to Kane, things really took off after the Annabelle doll appeared in The Conjuring, 2013, followed by a solo film, Annabelle Creation, in 2017. Annabelle, a vintage porcelain doll with smeared lipstick, a cracked pupil, and claw marks on her face, is possessed by a demonic spirit that enjoys ruthlessly murdering people. That's based on the real-life haunted Raggedy Ann doll. Adds to the intrigue. Whenever I found out that... This is a side note. Whenever I found out that Annabelle was actually a Raggedy Ann doll, not a porcelain like the movie, 
for some reason that made it even more scary. <laughs> it's like a Raggedy Ann doll coming at me is way scarier than a porcelain doll for some reason. I don't know. Anyway, here we go. Most haunted dolls sell for around $50 plus shipping, but the most highly prized ones are priced well into the four figures. There's a formula too for how they're sold. Each listing contains a detailed overview of the spirit's life story, details of said spirit's death, and a description of their personality. Dolls are labeled active or highly active if paranormal phenomena is said to occur frequently in their vicinity. Some are advertised as being able to move objects, make noises, or communicate via telepathy or a Ouija board, while others are meant to act as creative muses, play matchmaker by revealing potential lovers and dreams, or emit positive energy. Cat Blowers, whose Etsy shop, Fugitive Cat Creations, specializes in haunted dolls, says best sellers tend to be inhabited by female spirits that have some sort of empowerment angle. We have a lot of goddess-type spirits or women who have survived terrible situations and thrived. She also sees high demand for witches around Halloween and leprechauns near St. Patty's Day. While there are con artists looking to take advantage of uneducated buyers, many haunted item purveyors hold themselves to what they see as a high ethical and scientific standard. It costs us a fortune in tools, says Blowers. When she acquires a new doll, Blowers and her husband put it through an intense investigation that lasts one to three months. First, the doll is separated from any other paranormal objects in the house. Then it's examined with a K2 EMF meter, a device used by paranormal investigators to detect electromagnetic energy, for a period of three to five days. Blowers then places the doll in a sound box, basically a phone box, with a high or with a voice-activated recorder to see if she can hear any words or phrases. We've heard music before, which is really weird, she tells me. Finally, they conduct lucid dreaming sessions, which involves sleeping next to the doll alongside a piece of amethyst, which is supposed to be a potent lucid dreaming crystal, to see if they have any weird dreams. Blowers typically ends up with a 15-page report by the end of each investigation, Unlike in horror films, real-life haunted dolls aren't necessarily bloodthirsty beings with a piquant for sharp objects. Not everyone is evil. Not everything is evil, says Kane. Yes, there are demons, and Annabelle is an example number one of that, but also good spirits. If a ghost can haunt a house or build a, sh a building or a ship, why can't it just hang around an item it once owned and or reminds them of something in their past? He theorizes that spirits like to hang around dolls or other toys because they're familiarity and strong emotional connection. However, this doesn't mean buyers shouldn't beware. Kane routinely refuses people who email begging to purchase one of his haunted dolls. I tell them it's not for everyone. You don't know what you're asking for, he says. These dolls aren't for entertainment or fun. They're actual haunted items with spirits attached who want to be respected. Then you have those who, if you're not careful, are demonic and ready to tear into your soul. He describes an episode where a young woman bought a doll online that was supposed to be haunted by a kind, positive spirit, but she ended up with something dark and malevolent. After a string of strange occurrences culminating in the feeling tiny hands around her neck one night, she contacted Kane and shipped the doll off to him. 
Luckily, he knew how to bind the demonic spirit, ultimately sealing the doll in a box coated in holy water and storing it in the highest shelf of his home, where it remains. Demons aside, selling haunted dolls online comes with some technical challenges. For one thing, eBay isn't too keen on the whole concept and has a policy that specifically forbids the selling of souls. According to a statement from the company back in 2000, eBay does not allow the auctioning of human souls for the re following reasons. If the soul does not exist, eBay could not allow the auctioning of the soul because there would be nothing to sell. However, if the soul does exist, in accordance with eBay's policy on human parts and remains, we would not allow the auctioning of human souls. In 2012, eBay further banned metaphysical items, including spells, hexes, potions, and magical services. Some sellers found creative workarounds, including winking claims that their dolls are for entertainment purposes only, or sold as is. They also often state there's no guarantee of paranormal activity, and indemnify themselves from consequences of anything that does or doesn't happen. Others deterred by eBay's crackdown simply packed up and moved over to Etsy. The haunted doll market certainly isn't disappearing anytime soon. Kane expects there will be a huge surge in demand this summer, thanks to Annabelle and Chucky's big screen appearances. Something he's not particularly thrilled about. For anyone considering a haunted doll purchase, he has one message. Be careful what you buy. It may be phony, or worse yet, it may be something demonic. Alright, very cool. Let's hop over to medium.com where they have Tales from the eBay Crypt. A few months ago, an oval medallion embossed with an enamel seagull sold on eBay for $10, plus another 2 bucks for economy shipping. The previous owner of the charm, a young man named Bobby Kay, was a surfer. Every chance he got, Bobby would throw on his lucky necklace and head to the beach, sometimes alone, sometimes with friends, sometimes with his girlfriend, Jean. One day, Bobby went on a beer run with a friend. On the way, the car was hit by a drunk driver, and Bobby was killed. After Jean returned from the hospital, she noticed the odd glint from her dresser. Bobby had left his necklace behind. She held on to it for years. Sometimes she spoke into it, and it spoke back. She knew it was Bobby. Years went by, and Jean found another man to love. She wanted, he wanted her to put the past where it belonged, and asked her to sell the necklace. It landed in the hands of a jewelry collector, who put it on eBay with details of its tragic history. Bobby is still attached to it, and feels abandoned and lost, the seller writes. He needs a new home, with someone who can spare him time and attention. At the bottom of the listing, the seller notes, eBay requires that we include the disclaimer that any article listed as haunted, paranormal, magical, and mystical is offered for entertainment purposes only. On eBay, do a search for haunted, cross-reference with the search for active in order to clear Halloween-themed items, and you'll get dozens of dolls, boxes, crystals, Ouija boards, and other pieces of regular-looking furniture that contain a little something extra special inside of them. These items are hawked by a slew of sellers, from full-fledged businesses that specialize in only selling ghost-enhanced artifacts, to regular folks who just want Uncle Wally's old stuffed animal out of the house because it's creeping them out. 
Michael Reed is an eBay seller that falls somewhere in between. From a strip mall off 101 in New Newbury Park, California, she presides over a collection of rare, one-of-a-kind pieces of furniture and home decor at Unique Antiques and Collectibles. Whenever she needs to make room for new pieces, she turns to eBay to clear out stale inventory. While most of her wares are standard, estate sale fare like leather dining chairs, art deco cabinets, a part of the store is reserved for oddities from the world of metaphysical, paranormal, and Freemasonry. Some of these items come with a little something extra special. I sell them. I sell items I know are haunted, Reed says, though she does not always reveal this information to prospective buyers. Unless I feel it's causing a problem, I probably would not offer that information. I would want to know. <laughs> Reed carefully words the listing of potential haunted items since guarantees of any sort, good luck, bad luck, any luck, and she risks the post being flagged and discarded. You have to put the perception you got it from. It can't be guaranteed. It has to be very careful because it, they can take it down. Once a sale is made and shipped out, Reed reaches back into her cache of haunted objects, which in the past... She supplemented with items from Creepy Hollings, Hollows, an online retailer that specializes in paranormally enhanced pieces. Until it raises prices to the point you have to take a mortgage out and puts the next one up. Paintings, portraits, dolls, clothing seem to be the most spirits, seem to collect the most spirits. Mirrors are constantly inhabited too, which makes sense seeing as they're a window to the soul and all. But really anything could be haunted. I had a brooch that looked like a regular brooch, but there was something more in it. There was an energy on it. You could feel it. Strangely, chairs seem to collect more than just their normal assortment of ghastly body vapors. That may have to do with how the now-deceased person felt about it when they were alive, which surely says all sorts of things about the American aging experience. This is your grandfather's favorite chair, and now his energy is passed to the chair. Tim Weisberg, author of Haunted Objects, Stories of Ghosts on Your Shelf, told me. So when you bring the chair into your house, you see your grandfather sitting in the chair. If you want to delve into the scientific explanation, that is to say, the pseudoscience of ghost attachment, there is the theory that once adored items act as a spiritual sponge. People believe an item becomes haunted because there's an emotional attachment. Of course, with the value added attached to the ghostly item, sellers can charge a premium cost. An ordinary Barca lounger might go for $45, but throw a ghost in that sucker, and you can transfer a ghost into an unhaunted item with a transmute bag that Creepy Hollow sells for $37, and watch the price skyrocket. If you have had an item you were trying to sell that languished, you could just list it as haunted, and it'd sell faster said Weisberg. It could double or triple the asking price. One can see the temptation for a seller to simply close their eyes and come up with a story how this DVD copy of Happy Gilmore was somebody's now dead nephew's favorite movie. <laughs> Seems unethical. And skipping is his way to trying to communicate from beyond. A lot of stuff on eBay. People just make up a story, Weisberg said. As one tale from an eBay listing for haunted dolls named Curtis goes, 
Curtis was always literally clowning around. It's literally a toy clown. After enough friends suggested he should give stand-up comedy a try, he did. But the transition between real-life humorist and stage comedian didn't take. One day, at the age of 28, Curtis died in a car accident after having a little too much to drink. Because he was always the jokester, Curtis chose the utterly creepy 1961 Knickerbocker-designed clown doll as the vessel for his spirit. He's very active on Ghost Speaker, writes the seller, and I've heard his voice on Hack Radio. This is a cheap radio that's been modified in order to pick up signals from beyond. And there's tons of how-to videos online on how to mod one properly. The end of the listing points towards the other big selling point for those interested in buying Curtis. Bought him from Sherry, wrote the seller. He was on TV show Haunted Dolls episode Shipping Wars. The weird collection words is code for off-sighted. In the arena of haunted object sales, at least 2014 episode of A&E's Shipping Wars, the show following independent shippers trying to transport objects from one point A to point B. In this particular episode, highlight a squeamish shipper tasked with moving a box of haunted dolls across the country. The eBay seller's sales pitch, then, is that the doll is not only haunted, but was also one of the dolls featured on the episode. The pitch worked. While Curtis failed to sell for the initially proposed $100, it ultimately found a home for a markdown price of $80. The buyer in their feedback claimed that Curtis made a welcome addition to the Spirit family. But if you scan through the frenetically edited comic relief section of the episode, wherein our shipping heroine deals with the mental ramifications of packing and transporting haunted dolls, there's no clown in the Motley crew. There have been quite a few who have tried to use my name in selling a doll and spirited them. Or spirited them. AJ from AJ's Haunted Dolls, the business highlighted in the Shipping Wars episode, wrote me in an email. The seller was a customer of mine, and I decided to quit adopting out to her because of things like this. She also made a YouTube video and tried to get more money for an object she previously purchased from me. Haunted objects aren't like buying bikes or bike tires that will work on anyone with a bicycle. The previous owner having a spirit connection doesn't always translate to the next buyer, but being on this show is proof that someone, at least at the very least, claimed it previously worked, which is as close to verification as this business gets. There's no money-back guarantee, no stamp of approval if the spook never shows. The only way to know for a fact if the object works is for you is to press that buy button. My suggestion is to purchase a spirit doll and experience the paranormal realm firsthand, wrote eBay seller Mama Crow to me after an inquiry into her items. But bid with care, lovely, as inviting the paranormal into your home can be exciting and addictive. In 1922, an Italian immigrant named Anthony Andri- Andriotti located his Sears construction kit onto on a train rode it to the city of Clovis, California, found open land near the station, and began building. The end result was a lavish 8,000-square-foot mansion with five bedrooms, a ballroom, even a swimming pool in the basement. Soon afterwards, Andriotti died of cirrhosis of the liver. In 1935, the property was transformed into Hazelwood Sanitarium to treat terminally ill. 
While the name changed over the years, it wasn't until 1992 when the hospital finally saw the last patient expire within its walls. Todd Wolf came across the property in 1996 while looking for a creepy locale to host a Halloween season haunted house attraction, eventually named Scream If You Can. At its peak, Wolf saw 20,000 annual visitors walk through the doors to have the bejesus scared out of them. I didn't buy the house because it was haunted, Wolf said, but if you believe Wolf's story, a cast member pulled by an unseen force, disembodied breaths on the back of Wolf's own neck, and the overwhelming amount of ghostly occurrences converted the skeptical showman. I've been touched, he said. What it is, I can't tell you, but I have evidence. In 2004, the city of Clovis forced Wolf to shut down the attraction after a series of noise complaints. He toyed with the idea of converting the space into a boutique hotel for pivoting back to ghosts. He began broadcasting weekly webcasts from the property to examine the spooky goings-on in the house, which led to booking on ghost hunting TV shows. The mansion's nearly century-old glory captured through the green-tinted night vision lenses of ghost hunters and ghost adventures. Among the episodes is what Wolf purports to be indisputable evidence of a haunting. With fame came break-ins, looters, ruckuses, and kids starting fires, because that's what kids do, apparently. Eventually, the Clovis City County Council, tired of Fielding's complaints about the property, found a loophole to expedite its demise. Building codes. The city gave Wolf two choices. Remodel the house, meaning ADA ramps, electrical, new driveways, parking lot, that cost $750,000, said Wolf, or tear it down. Protesters tried to halt the destruction. An online petition garnered over a thousand signatures, but in the end, Wolf wouldn't spend that much money on a dying property. Before the bulldozers arrived, Wolf, ever the entrepreneur, went into the property one last time and removed every damn thing that wasn't bolted down. After Clovis tore down the mansion last November, the objects began their after afterlife. A thousand items, if not more, will go on eBay, Wolf said. Since then, he's listed old bedpans, original wallpaper, antique salt and sh pepper shakers, gold-plated tiles, and old craftsman fireplace. The first item sold was a plaque of a cherub that hung over the bed of Mary, one of the manor's many ghosts. After a furious bidding war, it sold for $560. Wow. Each listing is a lesson in apparitional salesmanship. The word haunted appears throughout, along with a photo of the item's appearance on the, one of the TV shows. That helps sell the items, said Wolf. Oh my goodness, yes. He no longer starts sales at $0.99. Cents. Found it turns off buyers. But the buy it now option is gone for now. For the same reason. Wolf begins each auction at $19 and lets the market dictate from there. Each listing contains a red bolded 16 point font declaration to potential buyers. You are buying this at your own risk, Wolf said. This is not because of eBay's rules, but to indemnify himself. Don't you get mad at me if something weird follows this item, he wrote at the end of his posts. Over the past year change, Wolf has sold 30 pieces of his Wolf Manor. A quick scan of the items he's received feedbacks on 
puts his earnings near $5,000. A vast portion of that is from a lone buyer who will fight to the bitter end to win nearly every auction, including most of the mansion's old tiles. This lady spent $260 on the same tile, Wolf said, a tile for $260. According to Wolf's calculations, the lady has purchased 98% of the items he put up. I don't get it, he said, but whatever. This lady is actually a couple, Nancy Sevetier and Henry Mass. Wolf's misunderstanding comes from the couple using Nancy's email address on eBay auctions, which in reality, Henry does the purchasing. So far, they've bought a framed picture, interior panels, bedsheets, a candelabra, and tiles. Many, many tiles. They also bought an old jello mold for $76 and a haunted horseshoe for $91. In all, Henry believes they purchased about 24 pieces for an average price of about $170 per item. There is a thought experiment called the thought, the ship of Theseus that goes like so. A ship needs a new plank, so worker removes the plank, tosses it into the river, and replaces it. The ship needs another, so the worker removes the old plank, tosses it in the river, and replaces it. On and on it goes, every plank removed and tossed, until the ship no longer contains any original pieces. At the same time, another builder is downstream, collecting every discarded plank and using them to construct his own ship. Eventually, the second ship is complete. So which is the actual ship of Theseus? The first, which contains none of the original pieces, or the second, which contains them all? The experiment may not be a perfect comparison, but you can't build a second Wolf Manor without the original structure. But if anyone in a position to do so, it's Savatier at Mass. The items are kept in glass display cases next to other historic memorabilia, like a 1955 bookcase and a piece of Italian wood dated back to 1492. Not every item has exhibited spiritual activity, but that is the hope when they purchased. I'm a collector, don't get me wrong, but a lot of paranormal people, it's a weird, if you want to call it a fetish or hobby or oddity, we collect thinking that there's something attached to it. And while the Wolf Manor cachet offers no guarantees of haunted activity, they do offer something nearly as good, proof of where they came from. We know the provenance of this place. That's what gets a lot of people. Oh, this is haunted. Uh, no. Research before you start bidding. Unless I know for a fact it came from this place that says activity happened, I won't touch it with a 10-foot pole, they say. Mass's fascination with the afterlife started when he was 12, after his mother died. That was four decades ago, during the era when ghost hunting equipment was ubiquitous and cheap to obtain. His initial investigations relied on flashlights and 35mm cameras, but those were enough for Mass to find the experiences he craved. I can tell you right now, some I've had have not been positive, believe you me. I've seen things come out of the ground, sprout legs, and walk off. And I'm thinking, huh, that's all you got? Fourteen years ago, while working at UPS, Mass met Savatier. The two gravitated towards one another, despite Savatier being married at the time. After it dissolved, the two island babies, Mass born in Hawaii and Savatier in Puerto Rico, quickly got together. With her own background in Centuria, Buddhism, and other forms of spirituality, Savatier embraced Mass's ghost hunting excursions. 
it's certainly advantageous that Savatir is experienced in creepy happenings, because the wolf manor items have turned out to be lively. Things really hopping, Mass said. One notable experience occurred when Mass went to start the fireplace, and out of nowhere, a giant shadow appeared and walked towards him. I could have reached out and touched it. When Savatir later stood in the same location, she witnessed the same exact thing. I'm like, yep, I get that off and on. The eBay auctions and in-house hauntings are sort of a way to stay in shape for their own amateur on-site investigations. In 2013, the duo participated in what would turn out to be the final paranormal investigation into the Pride House of Jefferson, Texas. Four days later, it burned down in a fire. However, the duo's in-person probes have been put on the back burner. Earlier this year, Nancy's ex-husband died, leaving the ghost hunters with a 14-year-old boy in their care. Mass believes that some of the activity in the house is the boy's father trying to communicate from beyond and that one day he'll succeed in delivering whatever message he has. It may be 10, 20 years before his dad says something to him, he said, but it's coming, that's for sure. Mass knows because he's already made contact. It's a disembodied voice. I'm the only one in the room, looking around going, okay, and I hear him say, take care of her. In between tidying up the ex-husband's estate, as well as learning the on-the-fly to take care of teen full-time, the couple continues to watch Wolf's listings and waiting anxiously for the day when the big-ticket item finally gets put up, the basement couch, which the above-mentioned video evidence of a ghost plopping its whispery non-ass down onto it. When it finally gets listed, and when they surely buy it, Nancy and Henry will, haul, will truck the haul back themselves to keep the shipping costs reasonable, and after loading up the catch, they'll make a slight detour on over to 2674 Clovis Avenue and check out the vacant lot where the manor used to reside, where all those haunted objects used to linger. And before they start up the car and head back home to Texas, they'll have a nice long look at the place where all their ghosts used to live. What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. All right, so I have been skipping around to different articles, and I wanted to read you this one that I found about a uh, a haunted doll seller interview. Um, this comes from SciFi.com, but they said one object in particular, a creepy five hundred pound statue carved from a single piece of wood, has been nothing short of chaotic since it arrived from a bar in New Mexico. The statue, which Blower says she suspects is home to a spirit of a Native American man, given the small amount she's been able to discern, currently lives in the back of a couple's house, facing away from the home and exuding what Blowers describes as a terrible energy that makes people sick and smells like he's dying, like he's decaying flesh. But he's just wood. 
No one's gotten many details from the spirit, even when using the same techniques and processes so many other spirits have responded to, she says. I just thought that was neat, um, how a piece of wood apparently smells like it's decaying and gives people a bad energy that makes them sick. <laughs> All right, let's hop on over to BuzzFeed, where they actually have an article called I Bought a Haunted Doll from eBay and Now She's My Friend by Joanna Bournes. A few months ago, a very haunted laptop went up for auction on eBay. Obviously, my coworker and I wanted to buy it immediately, and it was too pricey. Shockingly, we weren't granted permission to expense a $3,000 haunted laptop. That was how I started a search that led me to Mary. You can buy a lot of haunted things on the internet, or if you're a skeptic, you can buy a lot of haunted things off the internet. The difference being the quotes around haunted. I try to be a skeptic. But if I'm totally honest, I'm very afraid of ghosts. I can't sing the Ghostbusters theme song without lying. I realize that makes a lot of people think I'm a huge idiot, but I'm not I'm not the only idiot. According to BuzzFeed poll, 55% of respondents said they believe in ghosts. And if you don't believe in ghosts, congratulations. You don't have to deal with the stress of walking past a mirror at night and worrying if you see a horrific face. Must be nice. When the laptop didn't work, I went looking for a more affordable ghost. One of the easiest to find comes in the form of a classically terrifying haunted doll. eBay has dozens of creepy haunted dolls for sale, many of reasonable price points. You can even get a haunted beanie baby. See below for the haunted beanie baby frog. It has a picture of one from eBay. I decided to buy a haunted doll, but I had to choose the right one. While browsing the vast selection, I learned a lot about the doll collecting world. Apparently, a problem that arises for people with the large collections of dolls is that at least one will be haunted. But it, can't be, it can be impossible to tell which one, leading to many doll enthusiasts to sell off their entire collections to try and eliminate the ghosts from their homes. I have had, I'm having way too much paranormal activity in my home, as I collected over 400 dolls, says one eBay listing. Another doll listing stated, I started buying dolls online and then antique stores, and shortly after started experiencing things like my doors opening and closing on their own, my bedroom door knob jiggling when I'm home alone, and hearing whispers. One seller even said to her said her daughter threatened to move out of the house unless she got rid of the dolls. The doll below also came with some guidelines. This is Buddy. Buddy is a four-year-old little boy is anchored to this nice clown doll. If you're afraid of the paranormal, please do not bid on him. Fearful people tend to not make good homes for spirit children. Hold up. A nice clown doll? Come on. I knew I wanted to find a doll that seemed haunted, but not too haunted. But definitely not too scary looking. And then she shows a bunch of scary ones. And then the one she chose. That's when I came across Mary. She didn't look horrifying. The eBay listing insisted she was a positive spirit, which seemed nice. There was also an incredibly detailed backstory of how the ghost anchored to the doll was a teenager in the 1950s who lived in Ohio and liked to paint. How did the seller know this? Well, naturally, the ghost of Mary came to the doll's owner in a dream and revealed this information. The listing stated that if you bought the doll, you would come to, she would come to you in your dreams too. 
Compared to door slamming on their own, a dream haunting actually seemed quite pleasant. I was sold for $33.99. Do I really think all the haunted dolls for sale on eBay are actually haunted? Eh, probably not. But would I keep one in my home? Hell no. Instead, I have Mary shipped to the office. On the day she arrived, my coworkers looked down with skepticism as I unboxed my new haunted doll. I immediately felt like I had to treat her with respect or risk the wrath of a ghost. I feel bad that she's wrapped in bubble wrap, I said as I freed her. It's a doll, replied a coworker, who would likely regret taking that tone with Mary, the haunted doll. The doll smelled musty, wore a tasteful plaid dress, and had weird yellow gunk on her eyes. My coworkers were largely not thrilled to have a haunted doll in the office. The negative reaction was stronger than I anticipated. The phrase El Diablo got thrown around a lot. People wanted to burn sage. Our coworker or our workplace harassment training did not cover paranormal activity, so I wasn't sure if I was creating a hostile work environment or not. Mary was supposed to be a positive spirit. How could anyone be afraid of something wearing such a jaunty velvet hat well at robotics got a haunted doll from ebay and had it sent to the buzzfeed office so i'll be working from home until that demon is removed says one buzzfeed coworker. i polled buzzfeed readers to see if they thought the doll was scary readers ended up being braver than buzzfeed employees only 35 percent of respondents thought mary looked haunted but to be fair, they did not have to spend time with her. I sent an email reminding everyone not to touch my haunted doll. My warning was promptly disregarded. I'm not sure what part of don't touch my haunted doll is so difficult to understand, but people couldn't quite grasp it. Needless to say, people moved the doll and took selfies with it. <laughs> Hi everyone, I bought a haunted doll into the office for a post. Her name is Mary, and the eBay seller I got her from says she's a positive spirit. That being said, please don't move her because I, it could interfere with the highly scientific observation of her haunted activity. But please do tell me if you experience any kind of haunting. Thank you for your cooperation in this serious matter. And then one of her coworkers says, what the F? <laughs> Some people obviously didn't fear the potential consequences of mocking a ghost. By the way, Mary does not need a boyfriend. Her ghost is only 16 years old and would rather focus on her painting, I assume. But I put up a sign to make sure everyone knew this was a haunted doll and not just a regular non-haunted doll. Eventually, Goosebumps author R.L. Stein got his hands on Mary. His professional opinion was that she, in fact, is haunted. In in spite of R.L. Stein's assessment, nothing ghostly seemed to happening around the office. Though it's possible all the hauntings occurred at night when no one was around. Things got more interesting when I started using the ghost tracking smartphone app called Ghost Radar. The app claims to make it possible for paranormal energies to manipulate your phone. As a result, the app tells you when a ghost is allegedly nearby, and also translates words that a ghost is trying to communicate with you. Anytime I used the app around Mary, it said it detected a ghost. One of the first words that the app detected around Mary was the word loving, so maybe she is a positive spirit. I took Ghost Radar on multiple strolls around the office to see if it detected ghosts in other places. 
but it rarely detected anything. There was almost no activity on the app unless my phone was around Mary, except for one other corner of the office, containing a water cooler and a life-size cardboard cutout of Ryan Gosling, which also seemed particularly haunted according to the app. The app pickup from the spirit world seemed very random, though sometimes disturbing. The first time I felt scared of Mary was when the ghost app detected the word incubus in her presence. I was also not a fan of the word nightmare. Another disturbing sequence of words was cave, earthen, and bones. Had Mary been murdered and buried in a cave? It seemed likely. The most relevant thing that ghost app picked up from Mary was the word Ohio. Mary's seller on eBay said the ghost had lived in Ohio when she was alive. Another ghostly coincidence occurred when I was skipped a kickboxing class to go to happy hour. I pulled out my ghost app at the bar, and the spirit world said exercise, and tonight. Apparently the ghosts will not miss an opportunity to shame you for your life choices. Plus an added benefit of a having a ghost app on your phone is you can pull it out during awkward silences at a bar when you've run out of things to talk about, and just start ghost hunting until people decide to stop talking to you completely because you're being too weird. <laughs> The eeriest thing that app picked up from Mary were the words fear, astral, and release. Was her spirit trapped inside the doll? Did she need a Jennifer Love Hewitt from the canceled CBS show Ghost Whisperer to help her spirit cross over and finally be at peace? This was getting intense, and I was starting to grow fond of Mary. Maybe too fond. Some of my coworkers theorized that Mary had possessed me. I found myself saying things like, I am her keeper, and I'll do as I please which was a little disturbing, but not necessarily paranormal. The only notable weird physical thing that happened was the time I was talking about Mary and a piece of plaster fell off the ceiling. People nearby blamed Mary, but my office building is pretty old and just didn't seem like her style. In the time that passed since Mary's first day in the office, attitudes towards her have shifted. One coworker who threatened to quit when Mary first came out of the box recently hugged her, even though she still smells musty, and said, We love and respect Mary. Either this doll is not haunted at all, or she's managed to possess us all. Alright, we go to the spooky stuff at alexmatsuo.com, where they have an article, 11 Tips on How to Buy a Haunted Doll, by Alex Matsuo. Since acquiring Madison, I get hit with this question on a daily basis. It's safe to say It's safe to say that 80% of my inboxes are asking me this question. How does one buy a haunted doll? First, I want to add a disclaimer and mention that I don't really recommend you that you buy a haunted doll. This is because if you decide to move forward with the decision and you end up with a negative experience, I don't want you to come back to me and say I gave you bad advice. So, no, don't buy a haunted doll. But if you're insistent, I want to present you with some more important tips that make your haunted doll purchase smooth and pleasant. These are the tips I've made up for myself as I go through the process of purchasing my second haunted doll. I also picked the brains of my friends who own multiple haunted items and brought them intentionally. Number one, ask yourself why. The first thing you need to ask yourself is why you would want to get a haunted doll in the first place. Is it for the experimentation? Is it for research? Do you want to be entertained? Are you looking to get scared? Are you trying to get more likes and views on social media? 
Considering that you're inviting someone or something in to live with you in your space, you need to work out exactly why you want to buy a haunted doll. Really look deep inside you and ask yourself if you're ready to take on this responsibility. Number two, talk to people you live with. If you don't live alone, you should talk to the people who live with you before you purchase your haunted doll. Consider the fact that everyone in your household might be affected by this purchase. You want to make sure that everyone is comfortable. You don't want your mom, your roommate, or your significant other to be fearful of their space, even if the doll is haunted in a friendly spirit. Number three, look at places where you buy used things. I found Madison on eBay, but I know other people have had success looking at flea markets, garage sales, Poshmark, estate sales, and even Facebook Marketplace. I have a friend who found her haunted doll from Goodwill. To be fair, she wasn't looking for a haunted doll. She likes to collect vintage things and is well aware that some of these objects might have some attachments. I don't know how often people are using Craigslist these days, but it might be worth looking into. Anywhere you can find used things is a good place to start. Number four, read the descriptions and ask questions. Approaching, approach buying a haunted doll the same way you would vet a new roommate or potential date. I know it sounds weird, but buying a haunted doll is no different from online dating. You're looking for someone who will get along with and you have similar interests. Or if you're looking for a haunted doll that's complete opposite of your personality, you'll want to look at the description. You'll want to look at buzzwords like positive spirit or negative spirit or negative entity, depending on what kind of haunting you're looking for. You'll find it in the description. Also ask questions to sellers and ask why they think the doll is haunted, how they know it's haunted, etc. Number five, take notes and record. From the moment you decide to buy your haunted doll, start taking notes as soon as you click checkout. If you want, buy a notebook just for your haunted doll adventure. Make notes on the type of activity is in the description. From the moment your doll arrives, take notes on its condition, what it looks like, feelings you get from looking at it, and any predictions you might have about the doll. Number six, buyer beware. It's important to note you might end up buying a haunted doll that actually isn't haunted. Most haunted dolls, especially ones on eBay and online, are meant to be entertaining. You definitely have to exercise caution and be willing to take a financial risk when making your purchase. Since we can't prove the existence of ghosts in the court of law, you'll have a hard time taking a seller to court because they didn't sell you a truly haunted doll. If you can't afford the financial risk, don't buy it. Number seven, cleanse and bless your space. This is especially important if you already have resident ghosts in your house. It might not be a bad idea to talk to them and let them know that a new spook is joining the household. But also, you want to make sure that your space is clear and clean before bringing in another spirit. You never know what's already around and how your haunted doll is going to react to it. Number eight, open gently, introduce yourself, and set boundaries. Regardless of whether or not your doll is haunted, you want to set boundaries as soon as your doll arrives. When the package arrives at your door, be gentle when opening the box. Take special care in unwrapping your doll. You want to be respectful from the moment your doll is dropped off by the delivery person. Once your doll is completely unwrapped, introduce yourself. Also introduce your doll to everyone in your home, including pets. Most importantly, set boundaries. If your pets and kids are off limits, set that boundary immediately. Number nine, get second opinions. 
It's not uncommon for people to loan their haunted doll to their friends and fellow paranormal investigators. Creators like Amanda from Effin Spooky and Sharice Williams did an experiment with a haunted doll where they sent it to each other and tried different experiments. It's really fascinating to watch. As you work with your haunted doll, consider loaning your doll to fellow researchers, mediums, etc. See what kind of data they collect. Number 10, do your research. This probably needs to go higher up on the list, but definitely do your research. Look into the seller and read their reviews and see what kind of quality of products they have. Use that information you have and try to find the person that is haunting your doll. See if you can find a way to track down previous owners. It would be nice to build some sort of database. For example, having a single site assign numbers to haunted dolls to log information so there can be a place for people to input and read notes. Maybe someday we can make that happen. 11. Have fun. Ultimately, you want to have a positive experience with your doll. You want to have fun and not be in a constant state of panic and fear. Once owning a haunted doll becomes a negative experience, you need to get rid of it. But don't lie about having about the nature of the doll just to take it off your hands. Even if the next owner thinks you're crazy, tell them the backstory. Having a haunted doll should be a fun experience, not a collaborative one. All right. Very cool. All right. We go over to the Paranormal Periodical on Tumblr, where the owner of this particular page tells us the true story of the Dybbuk box that inspired the movie The Possession in 2012 and five other cases of Dybbuk hauntings that will traumatize you. In 2001, Kevin Manis went to a local yard sale. The owner of the estate, a 103-year-old Polish immigrant named Havela, had recently passed away, and amongst the collection of assorted trinkets and knickknacks was a box. Manis bought the box. Havela's granddaughter told the antiques dealer that the wine cabinet he had purchased was bought in Spain shortly after the Holocaust, an event Havala had survived. Realizing the box was actually a precious family heirloom, he implored that they keep it. The granddaughter refused to take it back. She claimed that the box had been kept in her grandmother's sewing room and never been opened because a dybbuk, which is a spirit, had lived inside it, or was living inside it. Take a wild guess at what Manus did first. Breaking a centuries-long protective seal on the box, Manus found two pennies from the 1920s, a lock of blonde hair, a lock of dark brown hair, a small statue engraved with the word shalom, a small wine goblet, and a dried rosebud, and a candle holder. But according to the following owners of the box, it contained something far more sinister. The events surrounding the Dybbuk box would inspire one of the horror's most infamous possession movies, take up permanent residence in Zach Bagan's Haunted Museum, and claim Post Malone as one of its victims. And it's time we talked about it. Today's post will explore the real haunted Dybbuk box that inspired the events of the possession, 2012, and the other cases of Dybbuk possession that have reportedly taken place. In 2012, The Possession was released to a mirage of mixed reviews, but this cookie-cutter supernatural horror film wasn't just crammed full of cliché chopped chips. In short, the film follows the passage of a mysterious box inscribed with and containing mysterious Jewish symbols through several owners who faced an assortment of paranormal activity. The film centers on a young girl, Emily, when she buys it at a yard sale. 
Having opened the box, she begins to exhibit strange, violent, and possessive stares into the camera behavior over the box. Emily's family soon discovers she's bought a Dybbuk box. It's here that the movie begins to navigate Jewish folklore and beliefs regarding Dybbuk's and spiritual possession, a take not often put to the mainstream horror big screen. There was no Catholic priest questioning his faith as he battled some Christian demon. There was no holy water wet t-shirt competition. We are told a story about a Jewish demon from Hebrew scriptures read by a rabbi from a Hasidic community. We are told that is deeply entrenched in real experiences of divic possession from 16th century Israeli villagers to America's most famous ghost hunter. But before we talk about Jewish Dybbuk possession, we need to start with Kevin Manis's unlucky impulse buy. The Dybbuk Box. Thanks to the cinematic debut of this Dybbuk Box, the haunted eBay marketplace has taken off. In fact, the average online shopping basket now contains a handful of knockoff Velvet Teddy lipsticks and a haunted doll so scary used in satanic ritual has blood on it do not touch. Ever since 2012, you can't move for Dybbuk boxes. But the thing is, the Dybbuk box inspiring the movie, the one originally belonging to Havela, is actually the first of its kind. While Dybbuk's are an important part of Jewish folklore, taking up residence in wine cabinets and alternate objects is not often noted, and this is what makes this tale so unique. Havela warned her family to stay away from the box, a warning that would make sense once it changed hands. And Kevin Manis was one of the first to experience strange occurrences, or rather his mother did. He gave his mother the wine cabinet as a gift for her birthday. She had a stroke later that day. He then tried to give it to other members of the family. Shortly after receiving the box, each would return it, claiming that the doors of the cabinet would suddenly open and refuse to close and complaining it emitted odors of both jasmine and urine. Manus even tried to sell the box to a couple, but they returned it two days later. They left it outside his front door with a succinct note. This has a bad darkness. That's when Manus's nightmares began. He would often dream of his friends turning into a demon and beating him. He would then wake up covered in bruises as if the attacks had taken place. Each and every person he gave the box to would have the same nightmare. Why didn't he just destroy the box? Like Ouija boards, haunted objects should not be burnt, damaged, or destroyed. Just as an opening, as opening the box unleashed the sinister forces, destroying it can release what is attached to it. So Manus decided to sell it on eBay, where the largest online marketplace for haunted objects has been growing since 2000. $140 later, and a college student now had his hands on the infamous Dybbuk box. And Losif Nietzsche got what he signed up for. For the next seven months of his life, well, cursed. Him and his roommates fell victim to a number of sudden and inexplicable ailments, from insomnia to bronchitis to broken fingers. And if that wasn't enough, newly, found, or newly bought electronic devices would fail to work and various dead mice would be found in the kitchen cupboards. He decided to sell to Jason Haxton, a museum director in Missouri, who happened to follow one of Nietzsche, 
blogs recounting his experience. Hexton reported similar occurrences to previous owners from a house's lights burning out to a number of physical symptoms, whether he had sudden outbreaks of hives or was coughing up blood. From here, he consulted with rabbis to investigate the nature of the dibbic and the paranormal activity and found a way to seal it back in the box. He hid the box at an undisclosed location until he donated it to Zach Bagans. It is currently one of the most prized exhibitions at his Hanna Museum. Its reopening was filmed and resulted in a resurrection of its paranormal activity. Possession in Jewish Folklore The possession sticks close to the original story of the Dybbuk box. In fact, it follows Jewish folklore very closely, and this includes demon allegedly inhabiting the box. A-B-Y-Z-O-U. I'm definitely not saying that name. Although the demon associated with the real Dybbuk box has not been identified, an old hag is often seen in the nightmares of various owners, however. The said name demon is a demon associated with Near East and European folklore. That being said, a Dybbuk is not a demon. A Dybbuk is defined as a malicious possessive spirit that is dislocated soul of a dead person. It aims to possess in order to achieve a certain goal. It has yet to reach heavenly judgment and thus lies between heaven and purgatory. Possession by a soul beyond its judgment, on the other hand, is called a Gilgul. This is defined as a reincarnation. Some demonic possession is associated with Dybbuk possession, however. This twins with the haunting outlined in the film. Said name allegedly has an interest in taking children and thus wanted to take Emily, the young protagonist. Dybbuk possession. Spirit possession with Jewish culture belongs primarily to the Chatel, small town communities in Europe prior to World War II. Many of the reported cases of spirit possession occur in a similar time frame to the height of Christian possession from the 16th to 19th century. And just like Christian possession, demons or spirits target what they deem weaker or more vulnerable members of society, aka women and children. The Dybbuk enters the society through low-status member of society and exhibits bad or meanly sexual behavior. But whilst cases of Dybbuk possession dwindled in the 20th century, Catholic possession found a new lease on life among modern exorcists. The symptoms of possession also follow similar lines drawn out by Catholic exorcists. Disembodied voices are heard, the voice of the possessed victims change, newfound knowledge of certain events and other things is impressed by the victim, and moving bulge can be often be seen on their body. Specifically means or special means or an exorcism is required to remove the dibic. Another important trait of reported dibic possession cases is that while most victims are female, most of the dibics are male spirits. According to the comparison to Christian possessions or evidence, Jewish exorcisms diverge completely. Exorcism in ancient times combined poisonous root extracts, and sacrifices to release the possessed from dibbics. But modern exorcisms follow a different ceremony. A rabbi who has mastered the Kabbalah school of thought performs the ritual in the presence of a minion, a group of ten men, who gather in a circle around the victim. Together they recite Psalms 91 three times, and the rabbi blows a ram's horn, the horn sound shatters the body in order to shake loose the dibbuk from the victim. 
This gives the rabbi a chance to communicate with it and assess why it has possessed the person being exercised. The minion pray for the dibbik and perform a final ceremony to ensure it feels safe and can thus leave the person's body. The most terrifying cases of dibbik possession and hauntings. The possession might be based on the infamous dibbik box, but Zach Bagan's new antique is not the only recorded case of a haunting or possession by the Jewish spirit. In fact, the dibbik box went viral once again when it cursed one of America's most celebrated musicians. Number one. Post Malone gets cursed by the Dybbuk box. I know I wouldn't turn down a personal tour of Zach Bagan's museum, but after what happened to Post Malone's own experience with the Dybbuk box, I might give it a second thought. He was there when Bagan removed the plexiglass around the box and touched it for the first time since it came into his possession, and when he placed his fingers on the wine cabinet, Post touched his shoulder, and the following events suggested the curse instantly passed from Zach to Post in some sort of human chain. The Dybbuk might not have possessed the American music artist, but it certainly made its presence known in what may deem many deem as a curse. His private plane had to make an emergency landing. Armed robbers targeted what they thought was his home, and one of his cars was involved in a serious accident. And I just wanted to highlight that story because it was connected with the one that was sold on eBay. So with that being said, that does it for today's episode. Thank you for being with us and hearing all about the industry and businesses of, you know, selling haunted objects. You should also check out my friend's podcast, The The Warped Reality Podcast. Uh, where Ghost Joe goes and has a segment called Haunted eBay on his podcast where he goes and reads active uh, ads and everything and what they're selling and everything. It's quite entertaining. All right. If you would like to connect with us, make sure to join our Facebook group at Paranormal Stories, Spooky Shiz, Spooky Shiz in parentheses, and be sure to connect with us there. And it's a good way to get your spooky story to me for future episodes all right with us talking about dibbics and you know haunted things make sure to clear your space and stay spooky my friends